Welcome to our podcast. Here's Melissa, Laura, and Rob. Hello and welcome to this new episode. We are starting a new season and it's 101. So in this episode, Rob, Laura, and I are talking about ayahuasca 101. So what is ayahuasca? What does it mean to be cold by its medicine? How to get prepared physically and mentally? And much more. Enjoy! Welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Kick, how y'all doing? Kick, how you doing? You threw us off by, <laughs> by starting it off. Normally, Melissa starts it. Yeah, well, there was an awkward pause. Like, she was looking at me, so oh, someone needed to do it. It totally <laughs> threw us off. That was funny. Okay. All right. So, Rob will... Um, bless, bless the, the cacao. cacao and then we're gonna start with a new series of podcast uh we're gonna talk about everything one-on-one so we have like some someone asking like okay that's great what you do but it's kind of ad- more advanced for some of us listeners so can you just do whatever go, i ask him on the one go back to everything one one back yes. to the basics yes we can do that we'll start with a uh Basic blessing of the cacao. <laughs> Perfect. I, I have right. been described as a as a basic bitch, so that's what? me. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna blow. We're gonna bless the medicine. All right. All right. Please grab your cacao. I know you've prepared a nice, delicious cup. We have ours here. Place it close to your heart. Take a big, deep breath and inhale the beautiful aroma. We would like to go ahead and thank the spirit of cacao and all of the people who helped cultivate the cacao and prepare the cacao and bring it to us so we can enjoy it today. Let this cacao open your heart so you can see the beauty in life that's all around us, everywhere, at every moment. Take another deep breath and breathe in the love. May you all have a beautiful day. Aho. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, let's try these cacao. Mmm, mm, this cacao is delicious. Stirring. Gonna stir my rose petals in. Mmm. Mm. I love the rose petals in the cacao. Mmm. Yummy. So yeah, Melissa, you know, have you ever heard the term basic, kind of like a slang, like you're a basic person? Mm, it, it really, maybe, but I'm not really clear of yeah, the meaning it, it of It means how. kind of generic. Mm. Like, I'm kind of like, a generic dude. Like, I get confused or mixed up with <laughs> other people, and people okay. always come up to me and be like, God, you look just like so-and-so. <laughs> or like... So I just totally can mix into a, a crowd. And no one would notice me. Yeah, like not unique. You're like definitely like the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have any unique. I mean, not that you. Attributes. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying that's the definition. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's what you are. <laughs> I don't think that neither. <laughs> Sometimes I do. Ah. But like you know, you, like it's like a basic hippie. 
Right? <laughs> no, I'm totally not a hippie. <laughs> okay. I reject that. I, I reject that ideal and concept. You're a hippie. You no. just deny it. It's no. who you are at your core. Hippies are stinky. I literally just showered and okay. I put on deodorant. You should accept I, yourself. I, hippies I, aren't stinky. Well, that's not all the of definition. Them. Yeah, hippies usually have long hair. <laughs> that's not my case. Yeah, you have no hair. Right. All right. Okay. Well, anyway. Anyways. So back to our one-on-one series. So I am really excited to do this mm-hmm. and like to go over different topics and do it sort of from a, a nice sort of intro level, right? Yeah. So introduction to ayahuasca. Dum dum dum. Yeah, ayahuasca is the medicine we all know the most and mm-hmm. we work with the most. So I'm definitely excited to. Like introduce it to the ones that are like, what is this? Yeah. What is this Aya thing? Exactly. <laughs> so what is ayahuasca? Right? If someone's gonna if someone would ask you that, what would your response be? Hmm. hmm. Well, the logical part of me would say the words translate into something close to the vine of the soul. Mm-hmm. Which um you know that's I don't know. It's. I mean, I don't know how you describe what ayahuasca is to somebody. I mean, it's a mixture of several plants that are boiled down into a, a tea. I have air quotes up. It doesn't taste like tea, and it doesn't really look like tea. <laughs> well, sometimes it does. Well, mm. yeah, some of them are like the thinner consistency. That can be like a tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like the tea I drink. <laughs> and, no. and it does not affect me in the same way that like a cup of chamomile yeah yeah the cozy chamomile is totally a different experience it, it is quite interesting how yeah. it is referred to as the tea, the jungle tea yeah it is true mm-hmm. <laughs> i always like laugh inside about it about this name yeah. the jungle tea but if you think it's tea plants in water what yeah. do you call plants in water that are boiled in a water? Tea. A mm-hmm. tea. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... Put some herbs and some hot water, it's called a tea. All right. <laughs> so it is a tea. We've established it's a tea. So this jungle tea you consume, and it contains the most powerful psychedelic known to man. It's dimethyltryptamine, it's DMT, it's endogenous into our bodies, and many other living things, plants and animals. Um, it's not dangerous. You can't overdose on it, but it, prof- you know, produces very profound experiences. Mm-hmm. And from my perspective, one of the things it does is it strips away the concept of who you are. Like, who do you think you are? If you think you are the thoughts in your mind or the things that you've done in your life or a sister or brother or son of somebody, it completely takes all that away and it reestablishes you as a conscious being and I don't know. That's already deep. That's not one-on-one stuff. I'm sorry. I <laughs> it also contains its MRI inhibitor, right? Correct. Because the DMT that, as Rob said, is actually already in many other mm. plants or animals pretty much everywhere. Even we do produce DMT. Uh, mainly, the majority of DMT that is produced by our bodies when we're born and when, we're, when we die. Mm-hmm. But so our stomach does not is not able to absorb the DMT present in food, and the same would not be able to absorb the DMT in ayahuasca. Which normally, um, maybe we can say that little which plants are normally used to make the 
T. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so the MOI inhibitor uh, allow the stomach to absorb. So inhibit the in- enzymes that would break down instead of absorb it. And so you can absorb the DMT. Right. Yeah. That's yeah the and as a point of part. note, the, the vine, the ayahuasca vine, does not include DMT. It right. is the MAOI. So that allows us to break down. And, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of different types of plants that um, have DMT in it. Most common in ayahuasca is the chacruna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's the one that is used the most, mm-hmm. the chacruna. And other times, uh, chalibonga. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, I haven't tried yet because I heard it's more purgative. <laughs> <laughs> it also contains more DMT. Mm-hmm. But I am not. <laughs> I haven't want to try the purgative We'll part. stick with the chakruna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, you drink this mm-hmm. wonderful mixture. And the stories you've been told is it tastes terrible. And I think the first reaction most people have is, well, it doesn't taste that bad. Yeah. It's and interesting. It depends on how much you're drinking, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that's the first time, you know, yeah. you haven't purged on it yet. It's, it is know. interesting how the first time the taste is not that bad, even can be taste good. Like, mm-hmm. my first time tasted delicious, actually. I really yeah, I didn't did mind enjoying it. Yeah. But then, it's interesting. And there was a certain point I also was realizing how part of me was still tasting the same taste that I tasted the first time, which for me was kind of licorice, and I love licorice. And at the same time, it was like this device and div- division in me. One part mm-hmm. say, oh, it still tastes like licorice, and I love licorice, but I, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. The world of duality. The mind. Yeah. The tricks of the mind. So ayahuasca is... So we said it's this tea from the Amazon jungle mm-hmm. that contains DMT and MOI inhibitors. And so it's a tradition of the tribes that live, live and have lived in the jungle for millennia. Mm-hmm. Right? It comes from the Quechua, some say also before the Quechua. And the Quechua are a tribe that do not exist anymore. But they were from, I think, from the mountain of Peru. And then oh, they came yeah. down to the Amazons and branches out in different tribes. And right now there's different traditions mm-hmm. uh, that carries this medicine and use it sl- slightly differently. Um, so y- you have like some tribes in Peru. One of the most known is Shipibo, Shipibo Conibo. Then you have Colombia. Then you have in Brazil, you have many tribes in Brazil, mm-hmm. Ecuador, and... A, for my understanding so far, the tribes in Brazil are the ones that stayed the most away from civilization. And so even though they're living more of a tribe life still yet, mm-hmm. even the way they, they're, they dress and everything. While like uh, Peru, Colombia, I'm not sure about Ecuador, but Peru, Colombia, they are more, let's say, civilized in a sense that they, they got more in contact with um, the... Um, the country, the civilization, the country they're in right now, and so they send their kids to school, and they dress like Western Westerners or Peruvian or Colombian, mm-hmm. and so on. Um, but anyway, but they kept their tradition, and so they use ayahuasca as one of the main medicines. So for them, it's not much of a separation between what is medicine, what is spiritual, 
You know, there's not like, okay, this is religion and this is medicine. Right. It's pretty much uh, one all thing. All the same. All yeah. the same. So if something, someone has an illness, well, the illness can be on different level, n- not only physical, but also spiritual. So it's all mm-hmm. one thing. And they see how, and they see the plants as the spirits they communicate and connect with. And so ayahuasca is one of their medicine. And there's different, different mythology depending on the tribe of how they discover this. And maybe later I'll tell you the, what, what my maestro told. It was kind of funny in a sense. <laughs> but they have different mythology and how they discover that the chukruna and ayahuasca together will make this tea. And then they develop technologies using different tools to do a ceremony. They always so give serve this medicine, and again, like they call it medicine, but in a ceremony, right? For us, a Westerner, it can be confusing. It's like, what well, medicine, ceremony, spiritual, but yes, mm-hmm. for them, it's, that's one. It's not a distinction. And so it's with ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is used to diagnose, to learn from the plants, to treat, to heal, uh, and so on. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, now Westerner, they're using it mostly for uh, mental illnesses, right? Uh, and as well, as well for spiritual growth, because you do have this feeling of connection with nature first, but also with more, right? Yeah. Nature is one gateway to the connection to oneness. Yeah. Yeah. What was I going to say? <laughs> you were, sounds like you were going to say, yeah. No, I did say <laughs> it. No. <laughs> I was going to add to it, and then it, like, poof, went away. It went away. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. Here, let me stall for time for you while you try to figure try to that figure out. out. What was I Yeah, well, going? we were talking about, you know, ah. just the basics, 101, mm-hmm. but Melissa just reviewed where it comes from in the yes. jungle. We talked yes. about that it's two plants, it's DMT, and you drink it, and it's tea, and it tastes yucky. <laughs> yeah. At least not the first time, but after that, it tastes pretty yucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we can share that, how it is. Yeah. Sometimes it's thicker, sometimes it's thinner, more liquid, less liquid. Right. It really doesn't matter about how potent it could be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. we, we definitely have proof of that. Oh, yeah. Thin, light, watery stuff can be much stronger than really thick, dark brown stuff with chunks in it. Just, you, you never know. That's why you drink the medicine. <laughs> Only one way to find out, folks. We can tell you all day long. I was going to comment about the medicine part of it. Okay. Because that's what you were talking about. And what I was thinking was, you know, um, often in indigenous uh, cultures and, and even some other third world co- cultures, they use plants for medicine, all different kinds of plants, as yeah. ways to heal themselves. And so I think a, a big part of why people go to ayahuasca or why they use ayahuasca, at least in the Amazon, is for healing purposes. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like, you know, it could be like mental, it could be spiritual healing, emotional healing, but it's definitely um, used for that purpose. And for anyone seeking um, healing, it's a, it's a wonderful tool. Well, for the history of this planet up until about 100 years ago, there's never been 
the pharmaceutical industry. So mm-hmm. all healing was done through yeah. plants. Yeah. There's just, mm-hmm. just no other, there was no other way. In fact, the pharmaceutical industry mimics plants. Yeah. Um, that's where they get all their ideas from. Yeah. Pretty much everywhere in the world. Yeah. And like in Europe, there was this old tradition of herbalism. Mm-hmm. Then with the chemistry industry, it got, it got forgotten. The yeah. monks still keep that. We yeah. have everywhere in the world the use of plants. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I said third world. But the, mostly probably because third world actually probably still uses it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More than first world because we're like so much ingrained into pharmaceuticals and all that. But that's just because of society. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. anyway, I digress. We and don't have to go into it. The, the great conundrum that surrounds ayahuasca is that unlike many other plants that the pharmaceutical industry studies, there's no identifiable physiological reaction to certain conditions. Like if you have Mm -hmm. cancer, you don't drink ayahuasca and watch the cancer cells die. Just doesn't work like that. Um, It's it's all energetic Mm -hmm. and it has everything to do with your state of consciousness and your connection to the divine and the healing energies that your body taps into in order to heal itself. Mm-hmm. Your body heals itself. Pharmaceuticals yeah. don't, you know. Surgery doesn't heal you. Surgery cuts you open. Mm-hmm. You know, they tape you back together or staple or sew you back together, and then your body does all the healing on mm-hmm. its own. So it's just a tool yeah. that you can use in order to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the great conundrum with, you know, things like psychedelics is that you know, there's lots of these stories about all this miraculous healing that happens in all these different ways, but you can't repeat it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I was going to add something like that. It's hard for Western medicine to be able to study any of these plants or the Western medicine does not operate like this oldest tradition in which it's really individualized, right? Like, you, <laughs> it could be like absolutely... It would sound absolutely ridiculous to any scientific person to like, okay, well, during ceremony, the, the, the lead, the maestro or shaman, maestro will like diagnose you and talk with spirits and spirit will tell you what you need and then will give you some other plans and whatever of what you need and things that you need to do. Mm-hmm. And for the same disease, we'll have different diagnosed and different uh, prescription to different people because people are different. <laughs> it was, true. Yeah, and yeah. and Western medicine tried to find one medicine for one solution for one problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just <laughs> unfortunately it just doesn't work like that. Um, what I mean, just generally, one medicine for one person doesn't work like that for the other person. Yeah. I mean, it's well, I mean, it's, some people have side effects, some people don't. Sometimes treatment works on one, sometimes it doesn't on the other. Mm-hmm. So having said that, well, coming back to ayahuasca, each ceremony will be different for each person. Mm-hmm. I think we all have hundreds, hundreds of ceremony. Each time has been different. We've yep. seen thousands and thousands of people also coming. I don't think we've ever seen one person had the same exact no. ceremony twice. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Never. Nope. Each time is different, and it's not. Doesn't matter how much you drink or how much, how less. Uh, it's really it because we have behind these plants there is a potent spirit that would just like work for you and with you for what you need at the moment. Mm-hmm. So it's really again like very customized, personalized on mm-hmm. what you need. 
Uh, so each time will be different, including from pretty much not experience to a lot of experience, but intense experience, mm -hmm. depending on what you need, depending how your resistance, depending on your um, how much prepared or how much, um, yeah, again, resistance you may have mm -hmm. towards the process that needs to happen. Expectations yeah. also. Yeah. So you're bringing up a really great point, which is the preparation for coming to the medicine. Um, so maybe actually let's, let's talk about um, the calling, like coming to the medicine. Like when you first oh, get yes. that calling, yes. before you even prepare for it, um, what's that calling like? like yeah. When and you're sitting on the couch and your wife goes, hey, have you ever heard of ayahuasca? I don't know how to pronounce it, but I think we need to do it. Joe Rogan mentioned something about that. Yeah. That's a very common start. For yeah. the call. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> I think mm -hmm. many people had yeah, that well, call from him. <laughs> yeah, someone mentioning the word and then you're hearing it in somewhere else. And, you know, a couple times in a few weeks or a month and all of a sudden now it's on your radar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. And you know what? Like um, when I heard it, I thought it was the first time and I heard it and it was about, it was Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, he was one of his lecturers. So he's a psychologist, a professor of psychology in Toronto University. Yeah. And his lecture was about, I think it was about depression, whatever, or other mental disease. And so, but I remember, it was saying how ayahuasca is very useful and it's very effective for depression. Mm -hmm. um, and that got my attention because actually, that I I had depression. And so I started researching, and then. I thought I was going to go to Peru one day, and it did happen, but not the first time around. <laughs> <laughs> and then I received, like, um, uh, I was meditating, and I got this message, Google, Ayahuasca, Florida, which was pretty funny. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, and I'm saying that because then later on, after I was already doing Ayahuasca, I watched again a TED Talk that I watched years before, and it was of uh, a guy who's from the tribe Yawanawa in mm -hmm. Brazil. And it says, talk about ayahuasca. But it was not my time, and I did watch that video. And it did not stay in my head. It was like, not it was my time. someone from the tribe. Yes. <laughs> that is so funny. It was not my time. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> when no. I watched it again, it was like, how did I miss that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's part of the calling, I think, is that you get that sort of the bug in your ear and then you just follow it you know mm -hmm. you're like okay let me research let me look into it does this resonate doesn't it resonate yeah. I don't know you feel into it and that's sort of the calling and you know prior to that the word ayahuasca can just completely yeah. bypass you mm -hmm. right if someone said it in conversation or you read it or you hear it in a video whatever it can always it can bypass you and you'll never even realize it or even think twice but when it's your time when it's your actual calling, you will investigate it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how and you know. Here's a hint. When you start asking people about it, she's calling. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right? That, yeah. yeah. Exactly. When you think you feel the pulling, that like you're like you're the pulling to research, to mm -hmm. talk with yeah. people, that interest, the research. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. If you get you're past called. your first video and you're on your second, that's the calling. <laughs> yes. But I think that's interesting. Like, the call is one thing, but, and it's, it's very kind of similar to a lot of people, but the reason 
for me is amazing because there's so many different and diverse reasons and Mm -hmm. reasons I've never even imagined that people come to the medicine. Mm -hmm. Sure. You know, and it can be anything from physical healing to PTSD to spiritual enlightenment to, you know, a a death of a close flamey member that's, you know, really changed your world. There's so Mm -hmm. many, I mean, just, you just name divorce, yes, and mm-hmm. a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be uh, find clarity for your next steps in life. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. of those things. Find your purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of them are valid. There's only one that I have seen that's not valid, and that's when someone drinks because someone else wanted them to. Oh yeah. You know that you're not being called; you're being told. And when you're being told something, it could be like a punishment. Mm. And drinking for the wrong reason is, you know, that's a bad idea. And that's kind of like what happened with us. So I was called, and then I told you about it, and I was like, let's go. And, of course, you were like, okay, because you're just, like, always down for stuff. (laughs) But you weren't, you you are. I'm down for that. Sure. (laughs) Saddle up, baby. Let's do it. Um, But you weren't called, and so it didn't. It didn't align. It never aligned. And that's why years went by after I got the call. Mm-hmm. And then finally you got the call. I had forgotten all about it. And then you finally got the call and you were like, hey, let's, let's go do this. And I was like, oh, my God, I forgot all about that. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it does help when both people are called. Like if you're, you know, if you're with someone mm-hmm. um, versus saying, hey, honey, come with me. And your spouse is like, okay. Yes, they can receive healing, but if they're not called, then sometimes it's not um, as effective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, never force anyone else. <laughs> yeah. And, and sympathy drinking's bad, you know. You don't, being forced is one thing, you know, and going along with someone because they want company, but, you, don't, you know, it's not really your journey. That's a bad idea, too. <laughs> yeah, and it's a bad idea because... My, my gut tells me that when that situation happens, people aren't ready to see and go through the experience they're about to. Mm-hmm. It can be quite jarring. And if you're just not ready for it, I mean, it can, you know, spin your world out of control. Yeah, it's that's a true. intense and very important experience. Mm-hmm. You definitely need to be cold because mm-hmm. that will be the first step into your new life. Right. Mm-hmm. right, and and it is a new life because it shifted. It shifts things, and you see things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And if you're really happy in your life, and you're well adjusted, and you're humming along, whether you're awake or not, I mean, ignorance is bliss, right? And you get ripped out of that, you know. Yeah, you know, it's I, like involuntarily getting you know pulled out of the matrix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at, at the same time, if your life is so great, I think the medicine would just say, "Oh, your life is great." Like you can improve certain things yeah. right it's not like if you love your career if you love um your family it's not that you go to ayahuasca and that because i heard that so it's misconception of of this fear of like what well, if i go to ayahuasca then i will realize that i don't love my family or my job but, <laughs> but no it's not true if you deeply love them no it would just maybe show you that Oh, you, you, there's some unbalance in your life and maybe you love your family so much but you're not seeing that mm-hmm. you're not giving the time that actually you think you're giving and so on and so on. So Yeah, you're right. It, <laughs> it, it unclutters your mind so that you can see the truth for what it is. And if you deeply love somebody before, you'll deeply love them afterwards. 
You know, oh, you love with them more. more intensity, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, Laura and I heard these stories, and I remember this exactly like it was yesterday. We went and sat outside at one of our favorite breweries, and we had a real serious conversation. Like, hey, I don't know where this leads. I don't know what path we both wind up going down. If it's the same path or other directions or what the case is, but you know, we both had heard the concept of yeah. Well, I mean. You know, if you go down that path, you could be... Could change your life. Change your life and go in a different direction. Yeah. And what if it's... Well, you don't have the same path. And that was like... That was... Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were worried. We, we were worried, but we mm-hmm. talked about it, and we were comfortable with mm-hmm. what our plan was moving forward after ceremony. I mean, planning for the complete unknown is kind of a silly concept, but... <laughs> yeah. But at least we had that discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, we came out of it and we're like, okay, well, I still love you just as much. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fine. Absolutely. And also, like, I want, related to that, I want to talk a little bit about expectations, right? Because, so, yes, we come to the medicine for, we're cold. There's many reasons. We heard a lot about mental illnesses like PTSD, uh, depression. depression, anxiety, yeah. right? While others are contraindicated, actually. Mm-hmm. Like bipolar, multi personality disorders. Mm-hmm. There are some contraindications. Maybe we can talk about it a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the expectation, like yes, I think we can. Many of us can say change, change our lives, change my life. But when I heard of that at first, maybe it was me. But I, <laughs> that I felt like, oh, okay. So one weekend is ten years of um, therapy and change my life, right? And so you do go for that one weekend, and then you go back home, it's like, everything's changed. Mm-hmm. And actually, it just, it's the first step towards your new life. You still need a lot of things to allow it to happen. Yeah. And looking back, it did change my life, but having that expectation that after one weekend, everything was changed immediately. Yeah, like poof. <laughs> <It> <laughs> like a magic one. Definitely. Yeah, you changed. Boom. It's like, no. Definitely disappointed me. <laughs> yeah. So I really want, and, and that's one expectation and um, working with this medicine, many people, I see how expectation that we have like always um, can ruin the experience. Mm-hmm. So understanding, let's put the expectation back. So yes, definitely I think we all can say it changed our life, but it was a process of long time mm-hmm. what I feel is more instead of walking the path this path in life of growth spiritual growth like I don't know walking now we are in the in the fast track in the speed like the fastest train possible <laughs> it's just everything super quick super fast more clarity slowly but still this path needs to be walked mm-hmm. yeah it's like a slow progression even though your experience is transforma- transformation, bleh, transforming, um, the actual transformation takes a little bit of time. And mm-hmm. so, and it, it, it truly depends on your devotion to that transformation. So it's not dependent upon the medicine, it's dependent upon your own participation in your transformation. Mm-hmm. I think a, another important thing for, for people who are looking at taking the medicine is that, you know, when you do have these profound experiences, you don't always come out better. You know, the old adage of one step mm-hmm. back, two step forward, 
mm-hmm. applies. Uh, I'm a big fan of chaos theory, and basically that says, you know, you get a whole bunch of new information into a, a stable system, and the system becomes very unstable. And that's you after ceremony, very unstable. You've got all this new stuff that you're trying to figure out and deal with and sort out. And the old system, the old methodology of how you manage through life just doesn't work with all the new information. Mm -hmm. So you need to create a new system and a new path for you to be able to manage through your existence with all this new information you have. So, you know, you don't walk out of there whistling Dixie going, yeah, I'm I'm enlightened now. I mean, some people do, but I think they have a, a little bit of a rude awakening as they you know, mm-hmm. get on an airplane or hit, mm-hmm. hit work, go into a data center, some yeah. place devoid of <laughs> any nature. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it can, it can be a little bit jarring after ceremony. And so I always recommend that, you know, people who are going to go do the medicine for the first time, take a few days off. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, you don't want to go back to work on Monday morning you know, after drinking, you know, ayahuasca for three ceremonies and sitting in the lap of God and then wondering why in the world you're filling out TPS reports. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I agree 100%. And I had the very a similar experience my first time drinking ayahuasca. I mean, she completely broke me, like literally broke me. I went in pretty happy-go-lucky, content person, and she had to... She broke me because she had to break me in order to to change me, right? To help me realize my path, to help me realize, you know, um, pieces of myself that I had not accepted. And um, so it had to be like that very jarring transformational experience for, for that to happen. But, you know, if you ask me going in, you know, you know, do you need to be broken? I would have said no. You you would have been no way. No, I'm doing great. What are you talking about? Just tell just tell me what my purpose is, and I'm going to be happy. Like, but she does it in such a way. It's like, no, I'm going to break you, and you're going to find your own. And you're going to (laughs) and you're going to find your purpose. Like, I mean, she she told like she told me, but but you have to like be accepting and walk into it, and it's not always easy. I had a little guilt over that because I I had a pretty profound experience. I know. And she didn't, (laughs) you know, to to the point where, you know, we left. I was like, I got some unfinished work. I'm I'm going back. I'm going to do this again. (laughs) And uh, And Laura was like, like, what, are you crazy? No, I was like, I'm not ready to go sit again. It took me a year. Yeah, and then I had another super profound journey, and then all of a sudden, this one over here was like, hey, I'm going to go work at that church for the weekend. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm going to start volunteering. You? Broken Laura? Yeah, because she told me I needed to, and so I I listened. Mm -hmm. Despite all my own, you know, like, reservations and fears, I was like, no, I'm going to (laughs) go. She said it, so maybe there was something to it. You were having all these, like, great experiences. So that's that's called walking the walk. That's that's part of the the transformation, the integration, if you will, and um, yeah. taking what you're given and then going with it, like working with it. It's you have to. She, she almost piecemeals it to you. You have to like follow the breadcrumbs and say, okay, this is this is at least the one thing that I know that I got from my journey. Let me let me work on that. Let me do that. And then once you do that, then another piece will kind of emerge, and you follow that. And it's just like this trail mm-hmm. of uh, how you yeah. integrate and how you, you know. So yeah. I got a question. Yeah. 
You've had the call. You've, you've YouTubed some things, maybe found some podcasts or read some stuff. You know why you want to go. What's the next step if you do? You got to mm-hmm. figure out where you're going to go. Yeah. You know, what's going to be yeah. ideal for you? What you want out of ceremony? Who's serving you the medicine? Mm-hmm. What country do you want to be in? I mean, mm-hmm. do you want to be up the Amazon River in a little dugout canoe two hours? Or do you want to <laughs> be in the United States where you have access to medical care for some reason you feel like you need it? Um, you know, do you want to, you know, do a, a Western type ceremony? Do you want to do a traditional one in the jungle? Do you want to do a small ceremony with mm-hmm. a handful of people? Do you want to, you know, be in a giant room with a hundred? <laughs> so, I mean, there's so yeah. many, so many different ways to do it. There's a lot of questions. And, and I think for a lot of people, you know, the number one concern um, is budget, unfortunately. You know, where can I go and, and do this and have this experience that's going to be affordable to me? Mm. So unfortunately, I think that's one of the driving factors that we see. Budget and safety. I think nowadays a lot mm-hmm. of people, are, that, that the safety piece of it is also high on their mm-hmm. list. Yeah. I, I agree, but... But budget you know, does yeah, absolutely you, you, drive you, people. You talk yeah, about so. doing the most um, powerful psychedelic on the planet. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> safety kind of put aside a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, you're definitely no, taking a risk. I had that. Like when we talked about going uh, to Peru, I was like, uh, where are we going? Like, are we going to be uh, safe going into the jungle? Like, yeah, not, not speaking Spanish. Right? And yeah, yeah. yeah. Going to another country is not just... How safe is the ceremony? How safe is going there? Mm-hmm. How safe is the country? How like safe all are of it. the people there? Yeah, yeah, it's not the ceremony itself. Oh, There's all a lot of questions. Okay. So definitely you need to check where you're called to. Uh, and I think... But there's also many options also right now in the United States of a weekend, and you can just start off with a weekend. And even here, you have many options from... Like, a little bit more of a Westerner touch... Mm-hmm. in the ceremony or like uh, ceremonies with uh, people that went to the jungle and trained mm-hmm. or also more and more there are like tribes that come and visit mm-hmm. yeah so we can mm-hmm. have access to the tribe directly as well exactly and you're going to gonna be medicine. sitting with the Yawanoa right yes yes mm-hmm. that's so exciting sorry I had to throw that in there because I think it's just amazing <laughs> that you're, you get the opportunity to sit with them I know so yeah <laughs> Yeah, That's another fun. blessing from this medicine, mm-hmm. from sitting in the jungle with your people and train with your people to sitting with mm-hmm. Yawanawa. Yawanawa, yeah, I think <laughs> it's <you>. wonderful. <laughs> but that's the beauty is um, we do have access to so many of these different um, ways to sit with the medicine. Mm-hmm. So it really is based on each individual person. Are yes. you able to travel? Are you? Do you have to stay local? Who is around you? Mm-hmm. Is it you know what kind yeah. of training do they have? You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. That definitely kind of do thing. your research, mm-hmm. do what resonates with you the most. Exactly. If you yeah. ask me, for me, I always resonate the most with tradition, but it's also me. Mm-hmm. I think as Italians, European, we have this connection with traditions in general. Mm-hmm. So that's so important for me. But I also like know how for some people, they actually feel more safe. It's more of a Western approach. Mm-hmm. And okay, that's yeah. F- fill into what you feel is important for you. Exactly. So, so there's some important considerations up front. I think people just should should be aware of, and they should understand when they're making that decision. And I think one of them is the size of the group. Mm-hmm. You know, do you yes. want to be in a, a group of eighty hundred people, like you know, in a place like Rhythmia, 
Um, or do you want to be in a, a smaller, more intimate group of, say, five to ten people? Mm-hmm. Right. Because that can have a big impact. You know, yes. the, the leader of the ceremony, mm-hmm. um, the style of leadership that they have mm-hmm. is very big. And yeah. also the, the origin of where the ayahuasca medicine comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's very important because the energy of who is making that medicine mm-hmm. goes into the medicine and, you know, it, uh, it has an impact. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the size, who's leading the ceremony, and where the ceremony, um, the medicine comes from for the ceremony, mm-hmm. for me, I think are three really important key yeah. factors when, when trying to make that That's decision. Um, you know, and another stuff. one is mm-hmm. the importance that they put on integration. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. That's the, you know, For sure. a lot of places you don't see anything at all. And two integration coaches here agree. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and because we learn, we learn by experience. Yeah. yeah. It's and, so important. And the non-integration coach and the guy who doesn't really necessarily like going to integration strongly agrees as well. Yeah. 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 And we'll do a podcast about integration and already discuss about it, but as we relate to what we said before about expectation, mm-hmm. it's not like it's the first step into your new life, but to really make it is with integration, right? Mm-hmm. So do not expect that this by itself, that ayahuasca, like this experience can create miracles. Okay? Oh, 100%. But do you don't want the miracle to just stay in the weekend, then you can definitely go back to everything how it was before, mm-hmm. right? It's like um, do... Um, gastro surgery you know like and you lose weight but then if you go back to eating eat junk whatever, food it's yeah. gonna be the same yeah right yep. it's really gonna will. be the, the pounds same. will come back yeah you know, same thing happens with uh, ayahuasca you have this great mystical let's say uh, experience on the medicine and um you're like ah oh, this is i'm getting so much beautiful knowledge while you're on the medicine and then you go home and you go okay, I'm just going to go back to my normal routines and do the same things. Well, guess what? That mystical experience you had now becomes just a memory and it hasn't changed your life at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Right. So, uh, exactly. So, adjusting the experience. So, that's why we say integration is so important. So, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. consider that if, if it's something that isn't offered in the week and you're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's important. So, you, you may feel most comfortable and called to go to a place that really doesn't say much about integration just know that there's tons and tons of available integration here um, stateside and in the Western world. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's a pretty established community. And, um, you know, the integration coaches are, are all pretty well trained. I mean, obviously, you want to do your research and, and connect with someone who that uh, really resonates with you. Mm-hmm. But just because someone doesn't offer it doesn't mean that's something that you should not consider or go to. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Also. Mm-hmm. Because especially if you go to the jungle, even though now they also have some facilitators that are from the West, so because of the language, but they're trained and they probably are coaches. So right, right now it may happen that you may find more and more places also going to those countries with integration coaches there. Mm-hmm. But maybe not because it's not something that is part of the tradition of what they, they know. They don't do integration traditionally. Yeah, and that's because mm-hmm. it was part of their, part of their lifestyle, and lifestyle, and, yeah. and that if you already like you're in contact with nature, right, right, you already have an understanding that 
plants talk to you and teach to you, right? The ultimate coach is the plants. Mm -hmm. So, but it's much harder and we need a more structure that is offered by integration and coaching in the West where you go back to a more artificial Mm -hmm. kind of life. Correct. And also, you know, integration helps you stay connected to like-minded people. So yes, that's I mean, very time important. And time, yeah, I mean, you see, see people fly in for a series of ceremonies, and you know they drink, you know, three times in forty-eight hours, and then jump on a plane off to LaGuardia, and they're, you know, you know, twenty-four hours later, they're sitting in their apartment in Manhattan. You know, <laughs> and there's, I mean, there's oh nobody God. who understands <laughs> what they went through. Yeah. So staying connected to that community, whether it's just simply through an integration coach. Um, or just reaching out in general and, yeah. and finding like-minded people. Yeah. It's super, super important. Yeah. What I feel mm-hmm. is like, uh, you know, with ayahuasca, your minds open up and you see the reality differently, right? You see, as I said, you see the metrics, you see more. But then if you are around all people that, as you said, like in New York, that they are in the metrics, then you may end up think, start thinking again, oh, I'm crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the real, real things. The matrix is the real mm-hmm. thing. Right. <laughs> so you need to, to keep in connection with the other people that are like-minded people, people that had the same experience so that mm-hmm. you can hold on to what you know now is true and that is your truth and stay your truth and create the life that you want, the life of your dream. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. contributing to the uh, raising of consciousness of humanity and so on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so now we've got the call. We've looked into the reason why we've and picked a place. And I will add for picking the place. Also, see how they do their intakes and screening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yes. important. Absolutely, it is, it's very important. Yeah. That you you want somebody who has an idea of who's drinking ayahuasca there with them you know someone who has a bad reaction to ayahuasca is a terrible situation and it's disruptive to ceremony and be disruptive to you if you're the person but if you're not the person it's still disruptive so um yeah having strict intake i think is not a red flag it's a green flag saying hey these people care about what's going on in ceremony they care about their guests they care about the safety and they care about you know the the container that they're going to be holding in order for that ceremony to occur. Yeah, Agreed. because there are contraindication for ayahuasca, and mm-hmm. there are mainly interaction with Western uh, drugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. by itself, it, it's a very safe medicine. But again, as we have these chemicals uh, in the West, there are contraindication, and yeah. we can say a couple of them. But then I encourage everyone to do their own research and also like see the place they will pick that they are like they have a list and still like the list may growing so do your own research yeah Mm -hmm. but like in general like anything related to some heart disease and blood pressure if you have it it's contraindicated for the mental is uh, schizophrenia bipolar Mm -hmm. multi-personality disorder Mm -hmm. Uh, and then also if you take any SSR or SSRI yeah so only any antidepressant mm-hmm. or anti-anxiolytic, I think that's the name, anxiety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know how to pronounce um, it, but I know what you're talking about. Amphetamines yeah. and street drugs. Yeah, that's a big no. Mm-hmm. Big no. There's a whole list, but these are like the main one, big, big no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And again, check the list of the big no's, but these are the mains. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So we've been screened now. Been we, we, we we've done we some research. We, you know, now, now we're preparing. Yeah. Uh -huh. you know, what, what are the steps in order to prepare? I, I always tell people your first ayahuasca journey is like your first kid. Yeah, no idea what's coming. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can read all the books and watch all the videos you want, but, you know... Yeah. You just, you just don't know what's coming through those doors once they open yeah. up, so... I, I actually would suggest not to look... Not to listen to much to other people's experience mm -hmm. of yes. what they went through. I agree with that 100%, yeah. too. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Before or after your journey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Better, as we we're saying, like, maybe what a coach would suggest that would be more, like, what would be the right mind preparation mm -hmm. and definitely there is this a uh, two at least two weeks preparation diet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and so. there, sh there should be well a lot of places i'm not saying there should be but a lot of places offer a pre-ceremony yes. integration meetup so that you can talk to you know the people that you're going to be sitting with you can see some of the faces you can understand a little bit from your your first time experience what's going to go on mm -hmm. you know you can get you know, prime for some of the things that you're going to talk about during integration. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, if you have the opportunity to do that beforehand, it's very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And like what Melissa was talking about with the diet, there, you know, each place has their own diet. Um, so it's not going to be the same necessarily for one place to the next. But in general, each place does have something that they would like you to follow in terms of what to eat, drink. Um, and even like spiritually what to, how to prepare. So I would follow whatever place that you do decide to go to, um, follow that very clearly mm -hmm. before you're. Yeah. Generally done. it's a, like a detox mm -hmm. diet. So yeah. it's really lower or eliminate oil, salt and sugar. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then also a lot of like, uh, red Processed meat and foods. pork, yeah. you know, yeah. <clears throat> processed food. And it's mostly, uh, like vegan slash vegetarian diet. Mm -hmm. Um, so also no aged cheese. And then what may be different from place to place is like some place promote more of an actual vegan diet. Some place uh, will be more okay with uh, what chicken also it's done fish. in Peru, for mm -hmm. example, yeah. like chicken and fish, yeah, uh, eggs, like, but like cooked, like boiled and grilled, no oil, no salt. So pretty much that's uh the diet and there's a little variation, yeah. but that will be a detox diet. My recommendation yeah. on diet is that, you know, for a lot of people, they just don't really know and understand. And, you know, words like vegan are kind of scary. You don't have to eat raw fruits and vegetables for two weeks. There's so many things you can eat and there's so many delicious foods. So don't, you know, make yourself suffer by, you know, eating fruit salad and bowls mm -hmm. of lettuce. Yeah. And also there is no need to fast. I know some people, mm -hmm. and I did that, but actually there is no need to fast. You can do if you want, but the day of ceremony, or at least the day before, at least have some energy and eat some fruits. If really, like, you're so much like, into fasting, okay, but have some energy before going into ceremony, you will need it. Um, I agree. <laughs> I mean, I like to fast, actually, but... Um, but not for like weeks on end beforehand or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that would be too much. It would leave you too depleted. Yeah. And ayahuasca most definitely requires energy from you mm -hmm. um, during ceremony. So if you are yeah. depleted and then you go in, you can bet she's going to, I mean, it's yeah. going to be even harder <laughs> on you. I, so, I had that experience. So yeah. <laughs> I can talk by experience. 
<laughs> no need. <laughs> so eat even if it's just a little. Yeah, some fruits yeah. the day of the ceremony. Yeah. And um and also like the preparation diet, you need to approach it as you're already starting your process. Mm-hmm. You're already like energetically you're you're just studying the medicine you're committing. You know, right. we, we all know, we all heard everyone and uh, as a self after the first weekend, like we realized how she was already with us, working with us before mm-hmm. going. She was already doing her work, mm-hmm. and definitely the diet is showing our commitment. Correct. Mm-hmm. And the mental preparation will be a lot of observation and reflection. So observing your life, see what doesn't serve you anymore, what serves you, what limits you, what frustrates you. Mm-hmm. Like what uh, Laura says most of the time, follow your emotions so if you have like some emotion of something bothering you frustrating you that that's probably something you want to no that's definitely write something down you want to explore yeah <laughs> for sure and work on better explore it before you go into ceremony because she's most definitely going to make you explore it mm-hmm. in the ceremony <laughs> yeah so be clear on all those things mm-hmm. and then like reflect on your intentions what you go, want to go in and what you want to go in is also like what is that you will like your life to be after, yeah. right? Not just like, for example, I hear a lot, I want to know why of my depression, but okay, do you reflect twice. Do you want to know why or you want to live a life with joy? Yeah. So what is actually that you want mm-hmm. to double reflect on that? Yeah, that's a good, good point. All right, so we've got, now that we've prepared for ceremony, where do we go from here? I think well, we go pretty now, much. Now we drink. Now it. we drink, right? Now we drink the tea. Mm-hmm. And, and boy, then... oh boy. So what to expect? <laughs> well, we talked a little bit about that already, but yeah. Um, you know, Do you want what to, to keep expect? this for another podcast? I think we finish I think our we cacao. Could. Yeah, I, I yeah. Am I'm done with cacao, cacao as well. Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna do the. So, how, it, how what to expect in a ceremony, what is in a ceremony for mm-hmm. our next episode. So stay I think tuned. That sounds like a perfect way to end this. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, guys. If you have any questions about ayahuasca, if there's something we didn't cover in the Ayahuasca 101 that you'd like to hear, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you and answer your questions. And if you have any suggestions about other um, 101 series that you would like us to add, uh, let us know that as well. Cacao, you later.